There are some thoughts on this uh, third uh, method that the Buddha outlines in this sutta, a very, very helpful one, uh, called Enduring. And here's what he says. Reflecting wisely, one bears the cold and heat, hunger and thirst, contact with gadflies, mosquitoes, wind, the sun, and creeping things. One endures ill-spoken, unwelcome words and arisen bodily feelings that are painful, racking, sharp, piercing, disagreeable, distressing, and menacing to life. While taints, vexation, and fever might arise in one who does not endure such things, there are no taints, vexation, or fever in one who endures them. These are the taints that should be abandoned by enduring. So what he's uh, pointing to here, I mean, it's something we're quite familiar with uh, on one level, um, maybe perhaps working to uh, uh, accomplish some skill with regard to it. It has to do with bearing the inconveniences of life, looking at uh, those as they come from the external world, the various conditions of the weather or things going on in nature, um, the internal world, what's happening with the body internally. And uh, I think it's interesting that he also includes the ill-spoken words, unwelcome uh, assaults, if you will, from the, from the world outside. And how does one receive all of that? So it's, he's pointing to a quality that is really quite rare indeed, uh, the capacity to just uh, not only, it, it's not just a, 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 an enduring, that's a part of it, but it, it, as it matures, it actually moves into um, a state of being where one uh, accepts and understands the conditions of life, that this is the way that things are sometimes. So it's very, very tied up with insight. You know, little by little, over the years of practicing with this, uh, we see the impermanent uh, suffering and selfless nature of things. And uh, the heart is less likely to, in a way, quarrel with that. And largely through this capacity just to take a deep breath when, when things are difficult or uncertain or not under our control, and let uh, that condition be as it is. And it's not that we don't do something about uh, what's going on. That's uh, implicit. You know, I was thinking of a, a situation that happened a number of years ago when I was on retreat in England where it was very, very hot. And it was a, a summer where uh, people in Europe were uh, dying from heat stroke and uh, uh, tremendously warm conditions. And of course they don't have the, the same uh, systems that we have for dealing with all that. There's not a lot of air conditioning and things like this. So here we are on retreat and... Um, it was sitting in the hall. It was like sitting in an oven. It was just so, so hot. And, it, you know, a little scary at times even, like uh, it was going to overtake us. And so the Ajahn who was leading the retreat um, got some people to organize a, a tent out in the back field and set up a big tent so maybe we could get some more breezes. Uh, but it, we did that and that was not only as hot, but uh, we were on the ground and all these little creeping things were crawling all over us. You know? <laughs> and so it was seem, seemed to be adding to it. Uh, and then she said, uh, well, let's go out to the forest. 
So we went out to the forest and brought our little straw mats and uh, went to sit out there. And uh, there was a flea infestation. And so people were completely co- covered with fleas. Some people in the end looked like they had the measles. There's so many flea bites, you know. So that wasn't working. Go back to the hall. And, and it went on like this. And I, I guess the thing that struck me about it was certainly watching my mind in the midst of it initially just, you know, oh, this is horrible. You know, this is the worst retreat I've ever been on. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and then trying to um, just hang in there and uh, settle into the, into the conditions. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed was just watching the Ajahn. And she was so um, seemingly equanimous with it all. And, and I mean, their, their robes are very heavy, and, you know, especially the women's, they have the added layers. And uh, so, uh, you know, we were at least uh, able to dress down, you know, she couldn't. Um, and, and, and I started to have this feeling like she, like she had some secret initiation, you know? How is she doing that? You know, so I asked her in a practice discussion. And, you know, she said that um, it just really comes from years of um, practicing contentment. Uh, Really making a determination in the mind to receive conditions, receive uh, external and internal conditions and um, to like offset the tendency of the mind to articulate all of that. It's not, she said, it's not that I'm not, uh, there's not a rub and, and I'm not uh, commenting about it internally, but the effort is to breathe into that and relax and let, let things be as they are. <clears throat> but still, obviously, being a good steward to the body and doing what one needs to do to care for ourselves, uh, or being a good steward to the mind, you know, getting out of conditions that mentally keep stirring us up. So, so definitely doing that, but once that's done, then um, what else is there to do except to stay with it? And, and so this, this quality of um, opening, enduring, uh, begins to uh, get stra- stronger. And in the short term, I think we can imagine that um, this is all about um, eliminating the whining in the mind, eliminating the, the complaining and the criticizing. And, uh, you know, that may, that may happen eventually, but in the short term it may not, you know. But really just to, by bearing it, one, um, just like we talked about with restraining, we're set up in a different relationship with it. And the mind... Um, takes an interest in, you know, what's happening here. And, and so much of uh, this internal torment around conditions is, is being born out of not understanding um, the, the feedback loop of the mind. That it, it, this mind talks to itself about what's going on. <clears throat> it, it uses this, it sees itself, and you add that, add the capacity to uh, articulate what we're experiencing to that, and and you get this uh, internal chatter, this constant weather report. 
and and one wants to um, uncover that, if you will, and see it, and not and see it for what it is. It's like the mind noticing conditions and commenting about them and talking to itself about what those conditions are. And if they're unpleasant, you know, it comes out with this wine, with this edge to it. If they're pleasant, it comes out as this sort of happy, exalted uh, feedback loop, even giddy. You know, so um, the, the capacity to just be with things sets us up to be able to see that. And this is, this is critical, critical part of the waking up process. And I think just, just one, uh, one little thing that can be really helpful is to um, see this particularly with um, the way that we bear our own karmic patterns. This, you know, when we see ourselves being reactive in the same old ways, under the same old conditions, and uh, this is can be such a point of frustration through the years of practice. You know, where we just get sick of, of seeing ourselves caught in the same way, in the same conditions. But in, instead of getting into that, uh, like recognizing again that that's just part of the feedback loop, the, the, the reality is that um, the, the patterns that are unattractive, unskillful, unwholesome in each of our hearts and minds is, are painful. And, and so the, the mind not seeing precisely will pick up on that pain and um, start to try to get rid of it. And that takes the form of these, uh, this internal self-loathing and self-criticism, always beating up on ourselves for the, the way that we are and not being the way we ought to be. You know, but this all get, it can get dissected, and large, one of the key players in that is just enduring it. Standing, enduring allows us to stand back, if you will, to not be so caught in the fray, just to uh, see phenomenologically. We're actually in pain, with our karmic patterns. And the mind is trying to get, right, it's all happening right here, right now. The mind is trying to get free of that pain by smacking ourselves around. It's crazy, but that's what's happening. And so the, the effort here is to um, uh, practice contentment, but also endure when we can't see things clearly. I love what Ajahn Sumedho says about this. He says, be patient with the world as it is. So simple. Be patient with the world as it is, rather than dwelling on what's wrong. It's such a simple statement, and yet um, very wise words for for most of us. And then he says, "Then, then you'll learn about patience then you'll learn about endurance, forbearance, this wonderful uh, parami that the Buddha is pointing to here. <clears throat>